This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of Now and Not Yet. Pressing in when you're waiting, wanting, and restless for more. Written and narrated by best-selling author Ruth Cho Simons and is available everywhere audiobooks are sold. Welcome back to the Build a Better Us podcast. The president of Build a Better Us, B.J. Thompson, and licensed therapist John J.P. Parker are about to discuss spiritual, relational, and personal development from a refreshing perspective. Be sure to stay tuned to the end to find out how you can become a part of the BBU Nation. But for now, we hope you enjoyed this conversation with BJ and JP. Hello, everybody. I'm John Parker. And this is BJ Thompson. And this is the Build a Better Us podcast. Today, we are talking about ghost recovery, ghosting, recovering. How do you recover from getting got, going ghost, ghosting? I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know the proper way to articulate that in the King's English. But bottom line, when someone disappears, <laughs> when someone disappears and when you disappear on somebody else and how the recovery can take place in that process. As a way of illustration, as a way of giving us an idea of what ghosting look like, I can give you a a semi dictionary definition. Then I'll give you a you know my own personal kind of uh, what's the word I want to use? My personal experience with ghosting is that all right? No, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Go ahead. That's fair. So in a sense, right? So if we're looking at a dictionary, ghosting is the practice of ending a personal relationship with someone by suddenly and without explanation. Withdrawing from all communication, right? You hear plenty of rappers talking about, you know, looking for the bubbles, the green bubbles, the blue bubbles being left unread, like all of that type of stuff, right? So there is, oh, well, see, I was about to go bad cop. Let me give my illustration first. <laughs> I mean, before I just go, I, those of you that are unfamiliar with this podcast, this is the Build a Better Us podcast. And John Parker is known to be that guy who is able to uh, find the opposite of right side of things, the opposite. Maybe not always the exact opposite, but I, you know, I'm not always a happy-go-lucky guy. So as way of illustration, I was in grad school. Mm. I found myself in some sort of relationship with a young lady. Um, it was romantic. I didn't claim that she was my girlfriend. I don't know if she was telling people I was a boyfriend, but that wasn't that we weren't an official couple, right? One day, she picked me up from the airport after taking a weekend trip. I got in the car and she proceeded to ask me, did I miss her? Mm. You know, what do most people say? They say, yeah, I miss you. Me, wanting to be an upstanding gentleman and not lie to said young lady, I decided to ignore her. Like I didn't hear her. Whoa, were you in a car with her? I was in a car with her, yeah. Uh-huh. And she, so, were y'all together? So we're in the car. She's driving. I'm in the passenger side. Uh, so, no, I'm saying we're together in a relationship. That's what I just said. The whole point I just said. Why well, She wasn't oh my, my girlfriend. I wasn't her boyfriend. I don't know what she was telling people, but we were in something. It was romance. Oh, a situationship. Uh, so you were in a situationship with this young woman. Go ahead. So, sounds about right. Um, and so she asked me that question. I look away, look away, look off, da-da-da. Hey, you don't hear me talking to you is what she says. I said, oh, huh? What? What did you say? <laughs> Hit her with the come again? Try me again? Um, and, and she says, did you miss me? And so I proceed to give her a story of, hey, you know, I'm my only child. 
You know, if my, if if I wouldn't see my mom for five years, I probably wouldn't miss her. Whoa. If I knew I was gonna see her again, um, you know, I just I just don't have that button. I just told her, you know, I don't I don't I don't know what that means to miss people. You know what I mean? I'm just I'm not wired that way. So she gets quiet, proceeds to drive, doesn't say nothing else to me. I was like, okay, cool. I won that one. That was cool. That was an easy one. All right. So get back to her house. You know, she may or may not have cooked something. I don't know. I just know I just I I had the nerve to go ahead and lay down and go to sleep. Uh, ESPN was on and they put me to sleep. I wake up with my face stinging. I grab my face because I'm confused as to why my face feels the way it feels. Oh, wow. Uh, this is a true story? This, oh, this is the truest of stories. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm holding my... Go ahead, bro. <laughs> hey, Give man. us a scoop. I'm, Give us I'm, a scoop. I'm, I'm holding my face. And wow. It's stinging. I'm looking confused. I look up at her. She's standing over me to the left. I look up. She's boohoo crying. I'm like, oh, man, what is going on? Then she starts hysterically laughing, and I'm like, oh, man, I really don't know what's going on right now. My face hurts. I was dead asleep. I'm awake right now. This girl was laughing. I mean, this girl was crying. Now she's laughing. Uh, and then she looks at me, and she says, I just slapped the S out of you. I was oh. like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Go ahead. JP, uh, she rigged James your face. Man. She rigged James you while you were asleep, bro. No, it was it was the hot grits on your chest. That was the Al Green treatment I got. So she hit me. She hit me with the hot grease across the face, which was an open hand slap. Um, I wow. I I looked at her, and I was like, "Oh, this boils back to the fact that I didn't say I missed you." I said, "Oh, that really hurt your feelings." But then I also said, oh, I got to get out of here. <laughs> wow. And because I didn't drive and I was predisposed, I had a broken arm. And a lot of stuff was happening. I was, my arm was in a cast. I said, man, I just got to make it through this night. I'm going to sleep with one eye open. And I'm going to say, Lord, if you get me out of this one. You know how that goes, right? Lord, if you get me wow. out of this one, right? So needless to say, when the morning came and then the, the rooster crowed, or the, the cock crowed or whatever it is, whatever, whatever, whatever says cock doo doo in the morning when the sun comes up, I got out of there, uh, got on wow. the, the BART train, got home. And guess what? Never talked to that girl again in life. That was the longest story to get to the point that once I realized in my mind that I was in danger, put myself in danger, um, there was no need for me to communicate with that person ever again in life. Now. Was that wrong? Yes. Was it in wow. my best interest? Yes. <laughs> so although it was all the way wrong, it was in my best interest at the time to no longer be in communication with that person. Wow. Um, she rigged James your face? You said she slapped you with her hand? With her hand, oh, with bro. some grit. Oh, no. while you were sleeping. Yeah, while I was sleeping. You know Al Green? You remember the story Al Green? Didn't he get hot grits thrown in the chest? Uh, yeah, she, know, throw, yeah. she threw grits on him, though. You just yeah. had a face. I just, it's Rick yeah. James. No, that was Rick James? Listen. What? No, listen. Uh, listen. You see, you messing up. Okay. Remember tell me. On Dave, me. On Dave Ch- okay. Listen. Okay. Listen. All right. On Dave Chappelle. Yeah. When yeah. Charlie Murphy was retelling that story. Yeah. About F- what happened to Rick James. F your couch. And no, no, no. With Eddie Murphy. Okay. He said that he hit a, he hit him in the face. Oh. He said Charlie Murphy. Yeah. Rick James said uh, that to to Ed, to Charlie Murphy. Yeah. yeah and he said, yeah. "What did the five fingers say to the face?" He said, "What." <laughs> He said, wow. 
and he slapped him. Bro, you remember this? I do remember that. Yes, yes, okay, yes. Okay, this yes, is yes, classic. Yes, so yes, she Rick yes. James you. She did Rick James me then. Yes, okay. she did hit me with the Rick yeah, James. She, she Rick James you, bro. So yes, you just got yes. Rick James. Okay. You wow. said Al Green. I got concerned for a second because, you yeah. know, there's different... Different things that happen in the relationship. When you say hot grits, yeah, I'm like, yeah. yo, are you all right? Did you sue her? Did you fight her? No, what no, happened? no. It was just the analogy. Okay. I'm sorry. I should have stuck with the Rick James. You're right. right. Got it. Yes, yes it's Rick James. Because yes. yeah. Al Green got thrown a pot of hot grits. Hot grits. Hot grits, bro. There's no recovery yeah. from the hot grits, bro. Nah. Like, it nah. Just don't you got to go to the hospital. Yeah. You got to go yep, to the hospital. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, And I think about ghosting. Man, this is so crazy. I have so many scandalous, trifling moments in my life mm-hmm. where I've ghosted. Yeah. Are you ready? <sighs> Are you going to you gonna do it now? It's your turn? <laughs> this is the Build a Badass Podcast. Okay. okay. So I'm going to go ahead and give you my scum tales. Listen to this. I'm not <laughs> telling you this with any pride in my heart. I feel okay. shame. I'm going to acknowledge that I feel shame. Okay. Okay. Like, can I do that too? I acknowledge that I felt shame after I ghosted. I, I acknowledge okay. that I okay. felt shame after thank I told you. her that I didn't miss her. Okay. All right. Cool. Shame. Okay. Thank you. So I got to acknowledge this. So, you know, uh, this is why I've grown to become a life coach and a leader and a thinker and all those different things. So mm-hmm. I'm dating this girl and we go out on a date and um, this is in high school. So I may have been 15, 16 years old. So this is some context. Mm-hmm. Married 17 years. I'm not available. Ladies. Okay. okay. Huh? Not make in the it market. Clear. Make it plain. Make it plain. Go make it plain. Mm-hmm. This is 15, 16 years old. And um, I think what happened was I ended up on a date with this uh, young woman who, you know, I think I just kind of met her. I don't know if I was really with her. And we go out on a date. And the whole time of the date, we are kind of at odds. It's not a really a mm-hmm. good date. It's the first mm-hmm. date. And, you know, I thought... Uh, I thought that it was a, a real tense date. So we start talking and it mm-hmm. wasn't working out. Like I said, I was 16 years old. And basically, during that time, as you know, the date progressed and it just got worse and worse, our conversation got worse and worse. Mm-hmm. I, you know, uh, due to the influences of uh, some of the culture at the time that just said, hey, if you don't like a girl, and you don't feel like something's going well, you know, you, people will say it. You can get out and walk, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know what culture you're from, but <laughs> I, that, that was a young oh, saying again. No. Was, hey, check this oh. out. I, I know grown adults that still to this day believe you can just walk. So <laughs> okay, I hear you. you can get out and walk. Okay, yeah, my, my yeah, mom yeah. did that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Married, so, married people that just get out and walk. But go ahead. Yes. So we get back from this horrible day. We've argued the whole time. You know, getting to know each other. It was not fun. It wasn't good. First day, again, remember, I'm 16 years old. And something in my mind was just like, she was arguing with me. We're coming down her street. She's arguing the entire time. Uh, I don't think I like Take the way me. this is going. I don't know. If I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know, bro. I don't know. I don't know. Your tone, something about it. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, this is what happened. This I'm anxious. Story. Okay, I'm anxious. So we get to the top of the street, maybe a block or two away from my home, and I decide in frustration, I was like, you know what? You don't like me? You don't like this date? Go ahead and walk home. Ooh, nah, bro. Come on, man. And so... Come on. 
in my naivete, and this is before I knew Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Say I it didn't again have Jesus Christ. Hey, hey, say hey, it again. Say it again hey, for the people in the back, man. Uh-huh. I just said this is before I knew Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Uh-huh. I put this young lady out of my car mm-hmm. at night. I was like, you need to walk home because Dang. I don't like you. Dang. And I realize now, even I think about it, if I'm listening to it, and again, I don't feel any pride, feel complete shame about this. If you're listening and you're like, hey, that's that jerk that put me out that car that day, I'm completely sorry. And I should have been, I should have done better. I was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And I ghosted. I never spoke to her again. I never saw her again. I never talked to her again. Mm-hmm. And I realized it was because I wasn't prepared to deal with the reality of all that getting to know someone meant. Yeah. And so instead of confronting the fact that I was uncomfortable, that we lacked chemistry, that there was a lack of um, skills to communicate exactly where I wanted to go and getting to know her or whatever, I took the easy way route. And I said, I'm just going to disappear. I'm going to engage in popular culture behavior by ghosting someone. I'm not going to deal with the situation as it is in a way that would lend itself to any growth um, in a situation. This episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership. At Bow, we believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone. So whom do you influence? Do you mentor a woman, serve in the workplace, or do you lead a small group, teach the Bible, or even lead an entire ministry? No matter who or how many you influence, our free online resources will help equip you. Our videos, podcast episodes, and articles from experienced women leaders will encourage you and perfect your leadership skills. They offer wisdom for dealing with ministry pitfalls, current biblical issues, health for your own soul, and insights for shepherding others well. In addition, BOW offers Bible studies designed to connect women of multiple generations. They provide a challenge to both women new to the Bible and those wanting to dig deeper. Be our guest and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org. Talk to us, JP. I hope that was... Was that like, did I do a good job on that? Because that's like a... Well, it, no, you did a great job, and I I didn't laugh, so I, I'm proud of myself because it was nothing funny. Okay, perfect, right? Right, but it's funny. It makes me realize, like, hmm, I wonder if my delivery on some of my stories are is is way off because I did read a comment on somebody was mad that the episode that I talked about bullying the guy when he pushed me and hurt me and and he made it seem and you pushed like, him over. You pushed he pushed you over he that pushed me over, and he was trying to make it seem like I was condoning <laughs> bullying. And I was like, bro, I, I this whole point of the story is that I got mine back. Like the dude got me back for bullying him, and that's why it wasn't a good idea to bully. So I'm I'm just gonna reconsider how I tell my stories. That's all I'm saying. Long story yeah. short, I'm gonna I'm gonna carefully have a different approach sometimes. But you did a great job. Good. Um, good. Thank you. So listen, so the person that's listening, right, and they're talking about ghosting, and and it seems that if I don't know, it just seems that. It's not necessarily a male or female phenomenon because I'm finding that hey, women are having no problem ghosting in this in this day and time that we live in. Just like oh, no problem, whatever, right? Oh, absolutely, they're, not they're ghosting. Not so, a it, it, right, it's just a cultural phenomenon, and I just so I want to help people understand like why people ghost, 
right? Hmm. Um, so one, it could be a sense of relief in knowing that, oh, it's not always me, right? And that, hey, these other people need to mature. But then also it's, okay, I need to be more selective in who I decide to spend my time with, right? So it's an encouragement as well as a time to recognize and reframe your viewpoint on entering into relationships. Is that is that a safe way to state yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. So generally when people ghost, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, sir, and you feel free to debate, is because they ghost because they're primarily focused on on their emotional discomfort. Mm. Right? And they are not considering whatsoever mm. how the other person may feel due to the ghosting that takes place. Right? Would you would you agree or disagree with that? Oh, I totally agree with that. Go ahead. Keep going. Right. And part of this problem is that because of the way in which we engage with people, the way in which we date, the way in which we meet people, especially when it's an online situation or an app situation, there isn't the social connection made to realize like, oh, shoot, it is not okay for me to just exit out of this person's life without any explanation, without any reasoning, without even having a decent conversation as to why I feel like this isn't working anymore. So when you don't have social consequences, you can ghost and feel as if there's nothing wrong with you ghosting. Mm. Because you don't recognize and realize because you don't want to have to look somebody in their eye. You don't have to sit across from them at a dinner table. You don't have to, you know, uh, explain yourself and you can just leave them unread. You can just change your number. You can, well, I guess in, in American culture, it's a, lot, it's a lot harder to just swap out a SIM card. But there's a lot of things that you can do to ignore somebody. You can block them and do all those different things. And it's not like China now and they're doing the social consequences thing, like on uh, Black, uh, Black Mirror, where like they're literally... Yeah, with like, stars. Yeah, yeah. No, it's literally, they're doing that in China right now. They're literally saying, hey, because we saw you doing XYZ in, in real life, now you can't get a, get a flight or you can't stay in this hotel or you can't do whatever. Wow. Since, yeah, yeah. And since there's no consequences like that for ghosting and people don't really care about the other person's feeling and they're focused on themselves, uh, we're going to continue to have this thing take place. So what I'm saying is that people have become, they, they've come to a place where they don't care and aren't going to care unless it happens to them and they really get a rude awakening of what's going on. But the, I, the idea that I think that it's out there is like, hey, I'm going to do something before you do something to me. And if I don't like you and kind of what you said in the other story, instead of being able to work through things and work out things and have a mature approach, I'm just going to get out of this thing before you get out of this thing on me. And that way my feelings are okay and I feel like I won. Um, and it's having devastating effects on people's emotional state. So I think that it's, it's I don't know, it just people have to get to a place where, I don't know, I, I really can't, I mean, you can't really like, again, you can't give the social thing where everybody has to, you know, get a grade on, on how they ghost. But I think the bottom line, it's, a, it's a, a level of selfishness that exists for people that ghost. And so, again, in what I was saying in the beginning is that I just want to take the, the burden off of people to feel like, okay, is something wrong with me? People are ghosting because of me. That could be a case. There is something that could be happening, but there's a two-way street to this ghosting thing. And if I can encourage the listeners, like, hey, man, we're just at a time and we're just in a space where people just ghost um, and they and they don't have any moral aptitude to do any do anything better and to do right by people. Yeah. You know what? The, the most challenging thing about ghosting is that ghosting has to do with the lack of desire to want to confront that which you may have felt in a way that creates uncertainty as you engage the individual. And so, you know, for me, it was. I went into that situation and I felt a ways, 
But because it was so uncomfortable to continue, I just ghosted out. I made yeah. a really reckless poor decision. Yeah. And I think that oftentimes people end up in relationships or friendships and they just don't know how to communicate their pain. They don't know how to communicate their frustration. They don't know how to communicate. Man, you haven't called me in months. Man, I felt like when you said that you hurt my feelings. Um, I think that I like you, but you're not reciprocating that passion for me. Uh, in a way that I, I feel loved and cared for. And because of all these unspoken things, mm-hmm. instead of conjuring up the courage to say, let me meet this head on, we ghost. Yeah. Ghosting is easier. Ghosting it's a passive like withdrawal. It, it is. It's like it's less consequence. It, 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 it seems to have the least amount of consequences. And I love what you're saying is this whether we know it or not, our actions impact people, right? And they don't just impact people, they impact us, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'll give an example, and this is, you know, to coincide with the discomfort of a relationship and then having to engulfing. Mm-hmm. So I got married, been married for 17 years this year, got married at the tender age of 20. And, you know, I lived a life for ghosting. Mm-hmm. Things are okay. difficult. I just, I just ghost. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got married, and because I had conditioned my brain at difficult and trial to not confront it in a way that was appropriate, but to disappear, to fight or flight, mm-hmm. I was willing to ghost even my most important relationships. Mm. Wow. And I think I would have never made the correlation to me letting that young woman walk a block to her home that day yeah. yeah, to what I would experience later on in marriage where I did not have the courage to say, hey, you hurt me. Therefore, I'm tempted to do some reckless things. I just wanted to do what I had always done. And that was to ghost, to avoid the discomfort of confronting the situation in a mature way. And so when I think about ghosting, it doesn't just hurt the other person, right? Mm -hmm. It hurts you as an individual because you begin to incorporate and practice those same skills when that feeling comes back. They call them conditioned response. You have conditioned your brain to believe, hey, this is what we do in these sorts of situations. And now anytime, not just that same situation, right? Because you think like, oh, this is not transcendent. Anytime your body feels that feeling, JP, it goes back to that same mechanism, right? So I think the myth of ghosting is that it only affects the person that you ghosted. And the truth is, it's impacting you with the the same amount of depth that it did that individual. So, you know, even with, with a climate that's consistently growing towards tempted to ghost, what are some reasons why you say we shouldn't ghost uh, or maybe some benefits mm-hmm. as to why ghosting may not be the thing that you need to do? Yeah. So, I mean, there's benefits and there's there's pros and cons to everything, right? But I, I think what people need to understand, hopefully, if you are the person that does engage in the ghosting, is that you are probably leaving a trail behind you of people feeling disrespected, right? There's, it's, it's, you know, people, every, I don't know how it, how it was growing up in Dallas, but for me, 
I'd uh, rather you could lose your life over disrespect. Go right, ahead. right, right. But and there's there's levels of disrespect, right? So which one is worse, getting punched or getting slapped? Mm, which one is more uh, disrespectful? Slap. Yeah, getting slapped is more disrespectful, right? Okay. Uh, which one is more disrespectful, getting slapped or getting spit on? Spit. Which, exactly. So you follow by drift. We're on the same. We're, we're culturally the same, right? So in the same way, getting ghosted on can hurt people just as much as getting spit on, right? Just as mm. most, just as much as getting slapped, but it's not a physical hurt. It's it's a spiritual. It's a, an emotional pain, right? So if you're a person that ghosts, you need to understand that there is a level of disrespect that comes along with ghosting. People ghost because they feel like it's an easy way out, right? There's no there's no collateral damage. There's there's no real victim here. We you know we just stop talking, but like no, that's not true. It makes people feel used. Um, it makes it makes people feel like hey. You know, I, I did what I did with you. It may not even be sexual or physical, but it just be conversation. It just be filled in the gaps. It filled in some time for me. I mean, it allowed me to, you know, just hang out with somebody in the meantime until the person I really wanted to hang around with uh, became available. Ghosting leads to those type of feelings. Um, it also makes people feel like they're disposable. I mean, mm. if, you, if, if, if you're all of a sudden talking to somebody every day, every day, every day, you're making ways, everything's going good, then it's a few times a week, then it's one time a week, then it's gone and you never hear from the person again. That, 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 that's, that makes people feel disposable. Like it's not okay to do that. But although there is that traumatic side to ghosting, ghosting can be beneficial to your physical health, to your mental health, to your spiritual health. Um, if you are in a relationship, be it friendship or romantic or even a job sometimes, and it's just not something that's going to be beneficial for you spiritually, mentally, physically, you might just have to get out of there. Um, and, and you might not give a two weeks notice, right? And you may not give an explanation or a reason or a cause. Um, you might just have to go. And again, that is in a situation where you are not a perpetrator, but maybe something is is happening to you. Um, or even if you feel like maybe you are doing something you have no business doing, or you're in a relationship, or you're in a job, or you're in a situationship, whatever that looks like, and you might just need to get out of there. Because what happens sometimes is people find themselves caught back in a situation when they make that last phone call or when they wow. try to ha- when they try to have a closure. situation shit right 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 when they try to have that closure when they try to well let me give the common courtesy to this other person to at least understand where i'm coming from then you find yourself right back in a situation some things you just got to cut off and so there is a level of ghosting um that can be you know beneficial responsible listen man i appreciate the balance you always say you're the bad cop but I think you, in this situation, it's it's a really healthy balance that ghosting is only detrimental when you are irresponsible. There are some responsible ways to ghost, and mm-hmm. and you're right. Sometimes you might be in a relationship and have some other responsibilities, and you need to ghost. Uh, the most responsible thing you can do is ghost, not give notice you know, to a situation. And I can tell you that as somebody who is currently married <laughs> uh, <laughs> and been married for a while, sometimes you just need to disappear with no reason and answer because it is it is a situation that is not beneficial for you. And so I love the tension of saying like, we're not advocating for this perfectionism and even just the lack of mistake. Listen, man, if you listen to this podcast, part of the reason why we do this podcast is we want to be open about our flaws and poor decisions. Um, and we never want to pretend as if, you know, maybe you in a situation. Maybe you just ghosted last week, mm-hmm. right? We don't want to give off the indicated, the, the what they call it, the holier-than-thou mm-hmm. syndrome. But we w- do want to say there are some pros and some cons to it. And sometimes the cons are 
the inability to be able to deal with conflict in, in meaningful ways so that you can move forward in different places, right? Um, and mm-hmm. I love you said that it can be detrimental to your health. Like you said, you try to ghost this young woman and you woke up and she had Rick James you. And she yeah. just kind of said, hey, what did the five fingers say to the face? She slapped you while you were watching ESPN on the sleep. couch. Oh, I was asleep. Oh, I was sleep. done. I was knocked out. Yeah, this was yeah. Post, post ESPN. Yeah, she uh-huh. just slapped the taste out your mouth. Like, uh, I, yeah. I bet she kind of like she and she probably has it on camera. Uh, this hey. is before camera phones, but she probably right. had it on camera. Yeah, so yeah. she can show her friends later. Like he this said dude was, this to me. Yeah, peacefully sleeping. Pe- peacefully yeah. sleeping. He thought he was in a good space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. thought he was safe. Yeah, yeah, he was in danger the whole time. Yeah. Baby, look, I didn't, I didn't take his life. Right. So, so yeah, so we talk about how those things can be it. But, but again, the tension is, are you being responsible? Are you protecting that which is valuable? Are you communicating those things? And listen, is it the right reaction to the situation? Guys, ladies, if you're in a relationship that you've been in for years or months and you ghost, that's irresponsible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's irresponsible. It is. Yeah. Right? Because what it does for the other person is it leaves ambiguity as to why you walked away. Now, listen, if you're in an abusive relationship and you need to ghost, that is responsible, right? Mm-hmm. And so ghosting, again, isn't all-encompassing evil. It's just that when we do, or if, if the need, it needs to reflect the actual response to be had in order to properly communicate the situation, I would say my applications are, instead of ghosting, fight to put words to your experience. I I have found that over time that we have to grow in emotional intelligence, whether we like it or not. Yeah. Over time, we have to be able to, to more clearly communicate what we feel, whether we like it or not in relationships. Mm -hmm. Uh, I found over time, that we have to have emotional tenacity and perseverance and endurance in ways we may have never expected, whether we like it or not. And so what I would say is my encouragement for, for our audience is fight to communicate your feelings. And listen, if you need to create space in a setting that's non-intimate, take a person out to coffee. Yeah. Take them out to a place that's non-intimate. Don't bring them to your house. And then to give them, they call it defining the relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't give them that. Mm-hmm. Communicate the situation and where it is in a way that is non-threatening so that you walk away from a public place, not from an intense space. Any other thing, any last thing for people who may be struggling personally with, you know, how do they either they've been ghosted or they are the ghoster mm-hmm. and they want to begin to leave those patterns. What are some ways, JP, you said people could help themselves? Move past that. Yeah, help help two things for helping yourself, right? The first thing is we need to do a better job of guarding our hearts and not so easily falling into like or love with somebody. Mm, I love you. Um, right, ahead. right, right. And and what I mean by that is that because of the culture, because people ghost, because people leave you unread, because people wait four, five, six, seven, eight, ten days to respond to a text message, mm. we can't be so eager to have all of these feelings for a person. We can't be so eager to put it all on the line. We can't wear our heart on our sleeves. Um, you know, they used to have a saying where I'm from called a sucker for love. You know what I mean? Like, man, you just a sucker for love, man. Like you just, you just in love with the, the idea of being in love. Um, and I think that we have to be more responsible with how we go about giving up our emotional self 
to someone without, like you said before, being in a committed relationship or being completely aware of who this person is or as much as you possibly can because people just switch it up, um, but not being on some first date situation and feel like, oh, man, this is it forever, right? Some people mm-hmm. are wired like that and they have to fight hard against that. But I think we just, when it comes to ghosting, man, if, if we did a better job of guarding our heart, if someone does ghost, you know, we'll be able to be in a better space to handle that. Yeah, let me use a, a one one word I think that could give clarity to that because I think that guarding your heart could be a cultural word oh, okay. in certain tribes. Okay, you're We have right. to just grow in emotional maturity. Mm-hmm. Emotional maturity and emotional discernment um, so that when we do feel a feeling, we don't just repulsively respond. We are, are taking captive our emotions so that they work for us and we're not in, being controlled by them. Go ahead, bro. Hmm. So I think you just pretty much played me. And <laughs> <laughs> no, I would just no. I would. I was saying that there. That is a sometimes that's a tribal <laughs> word that people don't know what that. It can come with a lot of connotations. Yeah. Uh, okay. Go ahead. All right. Go ahead. That's, that's Go what we're doing right now. So Go this ahead. is where I get silence and I just go through the rest of this episode. Oh, so the, come on, man. <laughs> the other thing is, that, and I, this would be the last thing for me, is. Really thinking through, like, you know, oftentimes when people get ghosted, they'll it becomes like a, a beat yourself up, right? Mm. And then the questions become like, you know, um, how come I didn't see this coming? How stupid am I? How blind was I? Why am I such a poor judge of character? You know, what did I do to cause this? And then you go into this like protective mode. Well, I'll never let this happen again. You know what I mean? And so you just become the shell of a person, or you become bitter, or you become whatever. And I think you have to resist the temptation if you do find yourself on the, I guess, losing end of a ghost, unless it was a ghost that should have happened, um, which is beneficial for you. Um, but if you find yourself the person that's been ghosted, don't make it about you. I kind of said it earlier on. Like sometimes you have to recognize that some people are just terrible people. Um, mm. And if you take this on and make it a you problem when it's really a them problem, you're going to do yourself a disservice. So it is fine to reflect and say, hey, man, did I come on too strong? Did I do something wrong? Was my approach wrong? Like, it's always good to have those type of reflection points. But when it becomes inward, self-defeating, when it becomes something that hurts your self-esteem, it makes you feel unworthy and it makes you feel low. If it wasn't something you did intentionally to somebody and if it was just them being a jerk, then you can't, you can't, you can't own that. You can own what you did in the situation and do better about it, but you can't own somebody else's junk. They have to own that. Mm-hmm. And you you do nothing but carry baggage or weight that you shouldn't carry when you make their stuff about you. Good, good. And if you're wrestling and you say, man, this is a lot, and it is, um, you say, man, I need a little bit more help to navigate my my situation. Please visit the Build a Better Us website. Um, and there you'll find life coaches who would love to meet with you, to talk with you one-to-one um, and help you get the personal touch that you desire and you need in order to move forward and come out the ghosting, right? Yeah, Um, yeah. Yeah, because our job is to help you become a better you. So that we can become a better us. All right. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, leave a comment. And also, if you're online, please share your favorite episode um, with your followers. Thank you for tuning in to the Build a Better Us podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. SoundCloud, or wherever podcasts are played. You too can become a part of the BBU Nation today by continuing these discussions on social media. Be sure to go like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at Build a Better Us, and on Instagram at BBU Social. 
To keep up with other exciting events and resources, visit our website at buildabetterus.com. On behalf of the entire BBU team, we'll see you next time on the Build a Better Us podcast. This episode was brought to you in part by the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast, an outreach dedicated to bringing joy, strength, intimacy, and purpose to couples seeking growth. Be sure to visit enneagramandmarriage.com to find your chemistry together again, or for the very first time.